The following podcast is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave. My name is Dave Canyon. Are you ready to dumb it down? Oh, that's fantastic. How are you feeling? You're feeling quite dumb? Hello, dum-dums. For those of you who are new to the show, uh, not used to be called the dum-dum, it is a term of endearment here on Dumbing It Down with Dave. You know, so, you know singers and podcasters have these old little pet names they call their audience. So uh, back uh, about 140-some-odd episodes ago, uh, I referred to people as my dum-dums. Hello, dum-dums. Welcome to the Dumbcast. It's a dumbcast in a car cast. In a podcast, three shows in one, all for the same price, and I appreciate you coming along for the ride, as I am in, not my Kia Rio, not my Honda Fit, I am in my Dodge Caravan. This is the third vehicle that I've done a podcast in that I could think of. I don't think I've done it in a, well, I might have done one or two in a truck. I cannot confirm nor deny that I might have done one or two in uh, my truck at work. But that was a long time ago on a throughway far, far away. And um, probably a risk not worth taking, you know, as far as employment-wise. You know, with the big brother or little brother or little sister watching. I don't know if it's a sister or a brother. We call it big brother. It might be a sister. But anyway, it is August 21st. 21st? It is August 21st. It is 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, as usual, running a little bit late into work. My, my first day back... Dumbing It Down with Dave is the fastest podcast on earth, as I do two podcasts a week for the most part. Sometimes I throw in a bonus one. And um, I'm on my way to work now on the New York State Thruway. I just got on the Thruway. And uh, this is the first one of the week. And then I'll do another one on the way back, uh, which will be, uh, unfortunately, Sunday morning instead of Saturday morning, because the geniuses at my work changed my schedule a couple of weeks or months ago. And now I have to work Saturday nights, which I haven't done in two years. And for those of you who are regular listeners of the show, you know I talk about that all the time. But listen, man, I'm going to keep on mentioning it until I get it out of my system. That's that's the true me. You know, some of you are forgive and forget. Some of you are like, oh, let's move on. Well, I move on all the time. My whole life is moving on. Moving on to go to work. Moving on to get home. Moving on to get out of, uh, you know, my depot to get to the compound to put my set together. Moving on down the thruway. Moving across the... George Washington Bridge, the Throgs Neck, the Clearview, the LIE, the New Jersey Turnpike, Newark, New Jersey. I mean, you know, in and out of that amazingly uh, wrought iron fence, this huge fence around the Starbucks uh, distribution center in uh, Newark, New Jersey. So I'm always moving on. I'm always moving on from the uh, the debacle that is my relationship with my parents. I'm always moving on from the debacle of my relationship with my depleters. I had a set of depleters straight the other day. You might have heard it in the previous episode that maybe we'll refer to if I have time before the end of the show. We'll go back and do some listeners' comments. So uh, I'm always moving on. But I do mention it because it's entertainment, it's informative, it's compelling. Yeah, Dave is still thinking about it. That's right. 
What are you still thinking about? I bet you you're still thinking about something. Something that happened to your kid. Something that happened to your house, your husband, your wife, your friend, your sister, your neighbor. Something that happened with a sports team. I know a lot, I know a lot of guys that are into sports. And they're always like, well, you know, if that guy kicked that field goal. Well, if that guy, if, they, if that referee called that, you know, that play. Blah, 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 blah. I hear these things all the time. And it makes me feel good to know that I'm not the only one that holds on to things. And I am a hoarder. I am a, a not a really bad, super bad, extreme hoarder for cable TV, but I'm a hoarder enough. And I hoard not only tangible items in my garage, in bags, in my in my work bag, in my in my trunk. I used to hoard things, you know, because I had a, I had whatever it is. I don't know the science of it all. Whatever the emotional connection is to these things, I hoard. But I also hoard feelings. I do. I hoard, uh, if that's even possible, I'm declaring that. Nobody's ever said that to me. My therapist has never said, hey, Dave, you know you hoard your feelings? Never said that to me. Um, I'm sure I do. I hoard emotions. I hold on to them. Got to let them go. Got to move on. Doesn't do me any good to feel the way I do about my depleters. What good does it do me? Well, nothing. I, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it's a, it's a nice shield. Like, oh, yeah, I got to remember that. That guy's a depleter. All right, and then when he tries to reach out to me, you know, I got to deal with that in a way that's that's um, not professional. You know, it's uh, it's uh, you know uh, mature, I guess. What's the definitive, correct way to deal with a depleter? Once you haven't spoken to them in two months, and then they try to reach out to you, and then they but they don't reach out the way the way you want them to reach out. What do I do? Do I say, well, you know, thank you very much. I really, it's really nice to hear from you. No, it's not nice to hear from you. It really authentically was not nice to hear from one and or possibly two of these people. Not, it's not bad. It just doesn't do anything for me that they reached out. Really, Dave? That's, you know, it's really harsh. These people, that they considered you friends. Well, they didn't consider me friends enough. Not in my criteria. Really, Dave? Another show about your friends and depleters? No, I'm just, I'm priming. This is the beginning of the show. I hit the button. This is what we got. I'm trying to tell you what's going on. And by the way, you know, my, my life is, you know, the epitome. <laughs> it's the epitome of my life. My life is the epitome of my life. Here it is. I'm going down the thruway. It's pouring. At the same time, the sun is out. At the same time, there's rainbows. There's a rainbow right here on the thruway. Maybe it's the oil on my windshield. I have no idea. Maybe it's the, the glaucoma, in my, the cataracts in my eye. I don't know. But, you know, yeah, my life is the epitome of my life. I don't think that's an accurate sentence. I'm not really sure that's something you could say, but I'm saying it. So, you know, that's the way it's going. Uh, I hold on to things. How did this whole thing start? Who knows? It's coming it down with Dave. That's the primer. All right, so we're a couple of minutes into the show, six to seven minutes into the show. Not time for a breather break or a drink break, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can get to one, both, or neither one. It makes no difference to me. Uh, let's move on. So um, I want to get to a couple of things. Uh, off the top of my head. I have no agenda. I have no index card. I have no bullet points. But I know I have a duty. I have a duty. I have a duty to you to be informing, informative, compelling, and entertaining. And I have a, a duty to NASA. N-A-S-A. Do you know what that stands for off the top of your head? Don't look it up. I don't even know what it means. National. I don't know. Something national. Space. Association, astronaut, autonomous, <laughs> automatic, whatever, aeronautical, National Aeronautical Space 
administration? I don't know. Association? It's not an association. Whatever NASA is, whatever that stands for, you know, I think it's good every so often to stop and go, wait, wait, what is that? I keep on saying NASA. What does that mean? Or NASCAR. Every so often, when I was really big into racing, I would stop and go, wait a minute, I got to rem- I got to remind myself, what does NASCAR stand for? All right, N-A-S-C-A-R. What is that? What is that? Uh, that what is that an acronym? What does that acronym stand for? Wait, is it an acronym? Whatever it is, what does it stand for? It's good to know these things, you know. So, I have a duty to NASA, and I want to see if I can start fulfilling my duty here in episode one forty six of Dumbing It Down with Dave, because I went on a tour behind the scenes of NASA on my birthday, August twelfth. And that was the day before, or a day or two before um, Podcast Movement, PM20, PM19, started in Orlando. And the reason why NASA gave me access, me and about 20 some other podcasters, um, gave us access, is because of this Artemis project that they have. A-R-T-E-M-I-S. What does that stand for? I have no idea. I didn't ask that question. And, you know, you guys hear me all the time how busy my life is. And it's really hard for me to do certain things in life as well as I'd like to. As professionally as I'd like to. I'm a one-man show. I can't really recruit the help of my wife. She's got things to do. You know, I have, I've had my son in and out, but he's not really 100% committed to his father or his father's projects. And that's it. It's really me. And... I would have liked to have gone to NASA really fully prepared, really fully vetted out, like, hey, this is what we're going to accomplish. But NASA gave us access because of this Artemis project. And, you know, if I had you know, more time, I would have looked it up. And I, could, I guess I could have looked it up between then and now. What does that stand for? But as far as I know, they're going to Mars. And before they go to Mars, they're going back to the moon. It's like a practice run for the new equipment that they're using, the new rockets or whatever. It's a, it's a lot of newness. It's a, a whole nother, like my life, reinventing NASA. Re, you know, re, re, every day you know, is the first day of the rest of their you know, space exploration lives. And they gave us access because we're podcasters. We are like the new press. We're like the newest, lowest level of press. And I, I do say lowest level, not like in class. Although some of us, you know, not too classy. But, you know, we're the new generation of getting the word out. Uh, And they want us to, you know, go out there and put a positive... I'm assuming they want us to go out there and put a positive spin on things to help... Because younger people are listening to podcasts and YouTube, I guess. So they want us to put the word out. Uh, Not every podcaster was walking around recording everything. Uh... And we didn't even have interviews, really, uh, with anybody that was uh, yeah, an astronaut. Although, we, I did meet a couple of guys that were fascinating. I think it was Mark Mark and Adam or something like that. Two truck drivers that drive the... Uh, they're, not, they're really engineers, but they drive the crawler that moves the, uh, the rockets to the launch pad. It was fascinating. To be underneath the crawler was fascinating. Uh, so, I have a duty. I got to spread the word. Because they gave me access, and I feel I feel um, um, grateful to be able to see that part of America, that part of America that is interested in exploring other worlds. 
that part of America that I've never realized until last Monday, the 12th of August, how important it is that America be great. Oh boy, did he just say great like Trump? I am saying it doesn't matter who's saying it as well. But I did stand there and go, oh, I get it now. And not that I've never gotten it before. But when you see people, when you meet people of excellence, and I met excellent people, and you know excellence when you see it because they exude it. In every aspect of their life, they're excellent. They might be average when they go to the bowling alley. You know, they might not be good, you know, cribbage players. I don't know. But as far as seeing the NASA employees in their element doing what they do and seeing the excellence like right in front of you, it's awe-inspiring. And I really don't even know what that phrase means. But I know if I use it in a sentence correctly, you'll understand. It is awe-inspiring to see the whiteboards like back in Big Bang Theory where they have all these things, these tables of element things, and you know, they're, they're drawing arrows and asterisks, and things are underlined and in different colors. I, I think I took a picture of one of those whiteboards. Uh, if I haven't posted it already on the Dumbing It Down with Dave, I don't know, either the like page or the other page. I, I got a group page, I got a like page. I don't freaking know. Maybe I'll post it on Twitter. I don't know. But once I would love to pass it off to my social media person. I don't have that, so I'm going to have to find the time to do it myself. But the point being, NASA, it's important that the United States be great. It is important that the education system in America is great. Because when you see these people who you would assume are at the top of their field, the top scientists the top engineers, the top fabricators, the top uh, organizers, the guys that interlock, the ones that bring this group with that group, the administrators, to have the mindset to be excellent, to be studious, to be determined, to be persistent, to be open-minded to the possibilities, because that's what NASA is, if nothing else, an agency that is open to the possibilities. You have to. Why would you do what you do, sending things into outer space, unless ultimately you are an absolute believer in possibilities, open-minded to the, the fact that the truth that you know it is not the way you know it. There's another truth, and that might not even be the final truth. And this show is nothing, if, if anything, but about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Is this show like NASA? Oof. This show is like prehistoric NASA. You know, a bunch of cavemen walking around, you know, creating slingshots, throwing rocks into the air, and going, oh, space travel. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no fuel. It's, everything's a slingshot. And everything goes 50 feet, you go, well, that's good for today. That was our space travel. You know, try not to kill a bird or something. Maybe, maybe you intentionally kill a bird. I don't know. But that's what this show is like. And that's what NASA is. They're looking for the truth. 
They're looking for, you know, happiness, the pragmatism, the search for it all. NASA is nothing but pragmatic. They've got to get these things done in a way that it makes sense. There is really very little time or room for bells and whistles. But I'm sure somewhere in NASA, there's a bells and whistles department. The people go, okay, well, okay, you got that? Okay, you got that? All right. Oh, all right. Now leave. we're going to take over. We're going to add a couple of bells and whistles. So I was watching them make space lettuce, space asparagus, whatever, space vegetables. They were making space vegetables. What is that, Dave? I don't know. I can't explain that to you. But that lady that I met, I don't know her name off the top of my head. I didn't take notes because while I was walking, at, at some point during the day, I said, I can't, I can't be here as both a tourist and a podcaster slash journalist. I just couldn't do it. Uh, maybe I let you guys down. Maybe I let NASA down. I know I felt I, I let me down because I really want to give you more. I want to give the people the credit that they deserve. So the five to 60 to 300 of you that are listening, you know the names of the scientists I met. I met scientists, not clerks at a pilot truck stop. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with not being a genius who's highly qualified to do things that help rocket ships and men and women and whatever else go to space. Everybody is okay. Everybody is God's children and everybody is wonderful. But in my travels, I don't get to meet with scientists, geniuses, People who have maxed out their SAT scores and somehow still made some sort of social grace that they can look at me, this middle-aged, bald, obese, they don't even know, know I was a truck driver, but they know I'm a podcaster, yet I wasn't walking around with recording equipment. I was just a tourist. I was wearing my shirt, my Dumbing It Down With Dave shirt that I bought from Custom Inc., I'd like to thank Custom Inc. for helping me out. I'd like to thank Alex Exum for doing the intro at the top of the show. I'd like to thank Linda from Awesome Insanity Surfers for the AI voices. I'd like, I'd like to thank all of you for participating in the show. The show's not over. I've got plenty of time left. But I want to thank you now before you leave. Just in case you want to leave the room. In case you want to show up the podcast. In case you want to pause it. I want to, I'm grateful to all of you. I really am. Whether it's five of you, 50 of you, or 500 of you. I have no idea. I... I look at the analytics. I have no idea. Except I did learn that I'm big on Spotify and uh, and I'm big in France. When did that happen? I got like 20% of my listeners are in France. So maybe I have five and one of them is in France. So there you go. 20% of my listeners are in France. I'm big in France. I don't I have no... <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. It means I just, uh, I just gargled. France, thank you, France, thank you. If you if you understand the show, what am I like, Jerry Lewis of podcasts? Oh, we love that Dave Canyon. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I'll take it. I'll take it. By the way, I like the French and I like the French accent. I love it all. I love it all. Um, so when you're there in the midst, in the midst of excellence. It's awe-inspiring. When you come from the company that I come from, this this company that is 
slowly working its way out of business. And all the other trucking slash transportation slash freight companies I've been with, and all the mediocrity that I've had to endure, the mediocrity. Boy, it sounds Greek, doesn't it? That's the, the, the Greek god of, you know, mediocre. Mediocrity. Hey, mediocrities. That's it. Transportation goes by one philosophy from the Greek mediocrity. The middle. <laughs> Which you think I would enjoy. Not too much to the left, not too much to the right. No, that's not, that's not the... They're mediocre. Mediocrity. Trucking. The Greek god of mediocrity looks over all these companies. Ugh. But not NASA. NASA is supremacy. The Greek god of supremacy. I don't know what kind of uh, thing he holds in his hand or what he looks like. Or she. Whatever. But uh, supremacy. Supreme. Supremacy. Yes. Supremacy. The god of supremacy looks over NASA. And these people come from schools. They come from, first of all, they come from, I'm assuming, healthy moms. It's like a chicken and the egg. Healthy moms, healthy dads, healthy families, healthy towns, healthy schools, healthy cities, healthy colleges. When I say healthy, go across the board. It's not just one thing. Oh, everybody in this family is running 5Ks. No, it's across the board. Not just one thing. In every aspect of these, I bet you the profile, if I was to profile the NASA employees I met. So here's the deal. I'll get back to that in a second. I can't tell you about Artemis. A-R-T-E-M-I-S. We're going to Mars. We're going to colonize. We're colonizing. This is it. We're moving on. We're getting off this planet. We're getting off this rock. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh... You know, as long as there's like, you know, food and podcasting and bowling and soccer and, you know, water racing, I mean, whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't care where I go, really. I'm not married to the United States. I'm not married to the earth. I like to, if anybody from NASA is listening, I like to be the first podcaster in space. I really can get in great shape. I'm only like five crunches away from being a half marathoner. I can, I can get, I'm right on top of it. Put me in the program, man. I'll work harder than Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, and all those. I'll be the first one to show up. I'll be the last one to leave. I'll be 180 pounds and rock hard and ready to go. I still won't know nothing about podcasting, but I'll be ready to go. So I can't tell you about Artemis. I can't tell you about the rockets. I can't tell you what buildings I was in, but I was in some impressive buildings. I saw stuff. They took us off the bus and behind the scenes. Where it said, do not enter, we entered. I got some pictures. They said it was okay. They said it was okay. They take pictures. Really? Yeah. Post them. What? Yes. Post them. Really? Yes. This one? Yes. That one? Yes. It was like Tinder. Like, I was swiping left. This one? Yes. This one? Yes. All of these. The only thing you couldn't show was some sort of badge. They gave us a badge, which we never used all day. It was like a little yellow laminated card. It was like a harmless... Yellow. I didn't even take a picture of it as a joke. Like I was thinking about taking a picture of it in the bathroom and just having it. And go, I just showing it. Hey, uh, hey, Linda, and uh, I'm gonna send you something on Messenger, but you gotta delete it. Like after you, you gotta burn it. You gotta burn your phone. You know, like, like I. People go. 
What what is that? That's just like a dope. What did you join the Chocks Vitamin Club? What are you a Fred Flintstone Vitamin Club? What is that? It's some card they created for us, and then we had, it was it was foreboding. They made a big announcement. Don't take a picture of it and don't post it. Like, okay, whatever. But the other thing, this big Artemis pass. I can post the Artemis pass. Maybe I'll do that. Just a dopey thing we hung around our neck all day. I mean, we're on in and off, or on in and out of the bus, and whatever. You know, they they give you a thing. They give you a nice thing to put around your neck. So I can't tell you a lot of specifics. That's the point. Of what I was just saying. But I will tell you this: the people of NASA really were impressive. And I, you know me, I love discipline. I love genius. I love creativity. I love organization. I mean, that's like the five factor. <laughs> five factor. Wow. That might be the most non-word word I think I've ever said in my life. Whatever it was, it was like they had everything. And uh, every room we went into, every building we went into, you could just see the 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 the, the behemoth of NASA. This huge, huge agency that is not just in Florida. They're in Alabama. They're in Virginia, D.C. They're in wherever Houston. It's NASA is so big. You know. Oh, by the way, and you know Disney owns half of Florida, so they probably ran out of room. We saw SpaceX, but you know we didn't go over there. But they were over there at the, on the beach. They were like they were really close to the water. They just gave them a little cabana, the cabana of NASA. They're in the cabana, little building over there down the road. We saw that. We saw SpaceX over there. Nobody riding around in segways. I found that fascinating. Nobody riding around in segways. I didn't see people riding bicycles and all rollerblading or whatever. But it's a really spread out complex. And if it wasn't for Disney, you could probably take all of NASA and put it in Florida. Uh. So I can't tell you a lot of specifics because I don't know it. It wasn't like they didn't tell us anything we didn't want. They didn't want us to share with you. They wanted me to take notes. They wanted me to do my duty as an American podcaster and share with you the greatness of NASA. And I honestly 100% firmly believe that I was in the presence of greatness. And whatever your criteria is for greatness, I I can't help you with that. I I know what my criteria is. And uh, I'll tell you this. It's me times 100. It's me times a thousand. I'm I'm totally uh, I'm barely mediocrity. I, I I strive to be supreme. I try I strive to be excellent. I do. It's a little bit late at fifty six. I'll only get so good. I'll only get so strong, so smart, so fast, so creative, so organized, so you know, so whatever. I'll be dead before I. I'll peak. I'll peak right, right before I. I I you know, they they call my number. They'll be like, hey, I'm great. <laughs> Done. I'll be out. I'll only be able to enjoy it for like a, a, about a minute. And then down I'll go. But these guys are in the prime of their life. They were men. They were women. They were young. They were all diversities. By the way, very important to, for this, to mention that. The diversity we saw was diverse. Men and women. I, I didn't ask where they were all from. But they were all different ages. The different makeups of human beings. And they, some of them were asked questions because a couple of podcasters, one in particular, had an agenda. Not a space agenda, a personal agenda for, you know, feminine rights and all that stuff, gender, whatever. And there was nothing controversial going on. 
the people that were asked the questions answered the questions appropriately and they were forthright and said, it's pretty much one big happy family here. One scientist said, sometimes they go to a meeting and it's all men. Sometimes they go to a meeting and it's a lot of women. It's one big happy family here. We don't see each other in that way. We see each other as scientists, astronauts, engineers, fabricators, uh, 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 I want to say anthropologists, uh, you know, people who grow plants, people who uh, explore, adventurers. These are all people working together for the common good. If the common good is that we go into space and we colonize on Mars, that's the common good. And we need families to be healthy. We need schools to be healthy, safe and healthy. We need mindsets to change. We need the schools to be excellent because we need brilliant people to work at NASA. And if we cannot do this in the United States of America, you're going to have to get these people from somewhere else. And we've done that already. I know early on, I know there's a a Russian, uh, uh, you know, NASA is not 100% reliant and grateful to America and Americans. We have already had, even before this latest, uh, whatever, uh, working, uh, working with Russians, we've had people in the space program, key and vital people from other countries. You need to keep that in mind when you're being anti-immigration. You need to understand that this is something that we're doing to ourselves. If we do not improve everything, you're going to have to find people from somewhere else. And NASA cannot collapse. It must stay up. It must move forward. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I tried my best to do my duty to NASA, to God and my country. Goodbye, good day, good night, good riddance, good rats, Godspeed, and great skills. That sounded like eight. Goodbye, good day, good night, good riddance, Godspeed, good rats, great skills, good luck. Bye.